0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Happy Friday, Chiefs Kingdom. And it would not be a Friday in Chiefs Kingdom without a little bit of Chiefs news. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this impromptu live for KCSN here um uh, we i'm here with matt lane of the kansas city laboratory i guess it's just casey laboratory i didn't need to go all formal with it but uh matt lane is here to break down the news of juju smith schuster coming to kansas city big news uh coming here and maddie you know how has your day been going up until <laughs> you know this point <laughs> Listen,
2: you know, it, I understand, Chiefs fans, we've all been a little tired. We get a little anxious waiting for some news. So getting this right at kind of the uh, end limit for when Patrick Mahomes' contract had to be restructured or they had to move the bonus around, it was perfect. I think we kind of all should have seen this coming roughly at this point in time. The signing makes sense. You know, so this is good. I'm happy with it. And talk, I mean, what's your opinion? What do you think of Juju Smith-Schuster? Because the people have heard me talk about him all offseason now.
1: That's true. And, and you have kind of convinced me of the ways of Juju Smith-Schuster. Listen, I always liked Juju Smith-Schuster. I know there's a lot of – I know people like to say it's off-the-field stuff that comes with him, but the dude just – likes to post on tiktok and there's nothing wrong with that obviously there's obviously <laughs> Clearly. Nothing wrong with that uh so i think that uh, he kind of gets a bad rap in, in in some things in that regard but i liked him out of usc i, th- I thought he was a really exciting wide receiver that usc receiving core was actually kind of nasty there for a little bit when he was on there so uh that's probably for another podcast mm-hmm. but i like the addition of another weapon in kansas city obviously we've been talking about it what since last off season when Juju Smith-Schuster had the possibility to come into Kansas City that the Chiefs really needed another weapon to take pressure off of Tyreek off Travis Kelsey to take the eyes off of some of those guys and and I think this real, really does it and Maddie, I think he was the uh, the big smiley face on your tweets uh, so so <laughs> he that's was, good yes yeah. he,
2: he let off he let off the the big smiley face just kind of like pre reaction <laughs> so all right. The Chiefs go out, they signed Juju Smith Schuster to a one year, $10.75 million contract. Um, We'll talk, we'll touch more on the money kind of at the end. I think he was looking for a one year deal um, just for the simple fact of this. Like, what? Because I think the Chiefs would have signed a 25 year old long term. I don't think they would have any qualms with that. But I bet he was looking for a one year deal for this reason right here. As a rookie, he came into the league, had 900 yards, seven touchdowns. He followed that up with 1400 yards, seven touchdowns, you know, we're still the yards per reception and target dropped a little bit, but he was incredibly productive that that's still a really good player. There was a little dip in production while missing some games in 2019. And that is also the year where uh, Mason Rudolph and everybody played, if I remember correctly. So like Mm -hmm. that barely counts, comes back and he's just kind of become this shallow underneath guy. That's only catching passes in the middle of the field for this terrible Pittsburgh Steelers offense but he still had nine touchdowns in 2020 so like you know there's still something to hang your hat on but he's out there he's looking for one good year one year to touch that 900 yards that 1400 yard seven touchdown season because then he gets paid so like I can't be upset by it
1: no not at all and I think that when, when we were talking about like uh, what his APY was going to be? I know we uh, the Chiefs offered him eight last year, as, as you mentioned. I think that that was kind of the consensus too, of like, uh, is it going to be around there? I know he did have an injury late in the year last year, but I'm I'm not upset with the $10, million, uh, the 10 and a half is right, right, ten point five is that what it ended up being? I think it's
2: 1075, um, but there it 10, might 7, be 5. it might be incentives or something too. As I said, I want to talk yeah. about that at the end because there is a little bit to unpack there.
1: Of course, and I, and I, that's why I don't think uh, that's why I don't hate the deal that much it's, it's a one-year deal uh I talk, we kind of talked about it on on run royal, one royal way Try to say that one five times fast uh but I know it's baseball but you talk about one-year deals there's really no such thing as a bad one-year deal right we kind of used it in the terms of Zach Grinky. uh but use thinking about Juju Smith-Schuster right here this one-year deal I think is is beneficial for both parties if as you mentioned Maddie, if he can go out and have a big uh big season he's probably going to have a, a, a decent size payday and he's still pretty young. I don't have his, his, uh, information in front of me. I know I, I think he's still like in, in his mid twenties. 20. He's yeah.
2: 25. Yeah. He's 25. Yeah. So he'll be 25 this, in this entire year. Um, yeah. so yeah, you got that going for you. The big thing for him, so we got to talk the fit here a little bit because of course, Juju Smith Schuster has predominantly played in the slot now early in his career. He played outside a little bit as kind of an X receiver, six foot one, two hundred and fifteen pounds. So he's not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination, and so he's mostly playing in the slot. He has the ability to play outside, but what I really like about him for the Chiefs offense specifically, he wins over the middle of the field and he wins mm. kind of in that zero to fifteen yard range, like that shallow to intermediate. Guess what? The Chiefs have one guy that plays in that area, and his name's Travis Kelsey. Yeah, McCole Hardman takes a lot of stuff behind the line of scrimmage, but it's usually out to the sides. Tyree kills developing into a little bit more of a possession receiver, but they don't have that possession guy. And the reason I love Juju Smith-Schuster over even a Jarvis Landry, or I I know people don't want him, but a Cole Beasley or a Jamison Crowder, those guys are all smaller. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're very good, but they're smaller. You put Juju Smith-Schuster in there. Now he can take a beating over the middle of the field. You can throw the ball to him and let him run after the catch in all these same areas. And it just it seems like such a perfect fit in my mind.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And it's one of those things that feels like it opens up a whole lot more. Uh, I know that we kind of talked about, you know, you mentioned the the McCole Hardman piece of it too. And and you've talked about Jarvis Landry as well. And, you know, he still hasn't found a landing place. Maybe he finds himself in Kansas City in and his ability to kind of uh be be more of a of a bulk guy a guy who relies on volume but I think Juju is a guy too you mentioned the slot we did see them play Tyreek Hill in the slot a little bit just to to keep him from getting jammed we see that we saw them kind of rotated him with Travis Kelsey as well Uh, I'm curious to see what they do because I think having playing Tyreek Hill in the slot is valuable for that reason of him not being as physical on the line of scrimmage I think that is important so I'm excited to see uh, what he's going to do and what Juju's going to do just the the excitement I think now of this move is is really good for uh for the for the Chiefs offense and it, and it gives them something that they can tinker with it gives it gives another toy to Patrick Mahomes and i think that Uh, You know, Jordan Foote and I have always been saying what you should give Patrick Mahomes every year is a new toy. Just like, you know, with your kid, you always got to give your kid a new toy. I don't know that yet, but uh, that's what I think you're supposed to do. Uh, You got to give Patrick Mahomes a new toy and giving him Juju here, something to tinker with, and giving Andy Reid something to tinker with as well in terms of offensive scheming, offensive game planning. With Matt Nagy now in the room, he's going to bring in some outside eyes, outside voice. Uh, somewhat outside eyes i should say uh but but i think that it's gonna be a good marriage here a good combination it's exciting Chiefs finally got a second wide receiver that you can feel confident in right i think that that was kind of the big thing josh gordon i wasn't 100 percent confident in josh gordon just because he'd spent an extended amount of time away from the game of football but juju he is coming off of an injury but did show some Uh, some life in that I think he played in their playoff game I think that was the first game back and he did play pretty decently in that game with now let's be honest Big Ben was not the best at the end of his career there but Juju made lemons out of lemonade and I
2: think I'm really excited to see what he can do with it with a good quarterback well and that's that's kind of the key is like it's hard to look at what Juju Smith-Schuster was doing those final couple years in Pittsburgh and what it's going to be now because you think about even how the Chiefs played the Steelers Everybody run at the line of scrimmage and just hang out because Ben can't throw the ball more than five right. yards. Now all of a sudden you're going to put him in Kansas city where everybody's playing these two high safety looks. They're terrified to have Tyree kill run by him. Now all of a sudden you're getting this other receiver that can win over the middle of the field. And it's not like he can't run routes to the outside. It's not like he's very limited to one area. He's athletic enough that you can put him on the entire route tree. You put him out there. He's consistently proven he can get open. Even if you're not the biggest fan and you're saying, hey, he averages eight yards per catch. We don't want that. Well, guess what? He's catching a lot of passes at eight yards. He can get open. Mahomes can trust him to get open. You're going to be dealing with less bodies underneath than he's been dealing with since he was you know, a rookie or his second year in the league. I think it's just going to be a perfect fit for, for both guys or both sides of this one here. What's interesting to me, though, how do you who do you think this helps more travis kelsey or tyree kill like who do you think is gonna benefit more from having juju smith schuster out there is it gonna be kelsey not being the only reliable possession guy or is it gonna be tyree kill not having to do that but then also maybe having a little less attention on him when he starts working vertically
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: I do think that there is something to say about uh, Tyreek Kill is going to probably have more splash plays this year, right? Defense hopefully. is really, yeah. Hopefully, defense has really tried to take that away from the Chiefs' offense, and, and they did. And, and I think that now having to account for um, account for Tyreek Hill, you've got to start to think, okay, and now you have to you have to realize where this guy is. So you know maybe that means that Travis Kelsey opens up a bit more. Um, But it's good to have another guy in the middle of the field, Matt, as you've been mentioning, Juju on a slant could be killer, um, and and just getting those quick passes. And and we've talked about, too, that, you know, the the quick slants, those RPOs, those quick routes are considered runs by the Chiefs' offense. And that can be incredibly important uh, for this team to now have a possession wide receiver that can run those intermediate routes inside of the, you know, I guess a five to 10 range in the middle of the field, get open, uh, be able to catch the football and and, and just take some pressure. I think that's just the biggest thing, but really it, off of both Kelsey, who's been taking a bulk of, you know, just a beating in the middle of the field, who's just been an absolute war horse. And I'm glad that there's going to be somebody else out there uh, to kind of <laughs> help help that. But I think it's just it's just an exciting thing, as I, as I mentioned already, just the the innovation that can come with it and, and what what they can think of, what they can do uh, with with RPOs, with with underneath routes, everything like that. And I just think it's 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 a good move all around. I mean, we've already mentioned already yeah. ten ten and a half, ten point seven five, 10.75, whatever it ends up being uh, for one year for Juju. Um, I, I don't think any Chiefs fan is going to be upset with it. I don't see anything in the comment section about it either, about yeah. people being upset. I think a lot of people are, are very
2: happy with the move. I think so. And the one thing we haven't mentioned, and I'm glad that it looks like uh, Dwayne's here and it looks like it sounds like he's a Steelers fan. He just came in to say nice things about Juju Smith-Schuster. So we appreciate that, yeah. but I did want to bring this up. We're talking about a primarily a slot receiver, but a guy that will play outside. But the thing, Smith-Schuster is a really good blocker. He plays with, you know, it's a tired phrase, but he plays like a dog out there. He's very tenacious. He is going to block his tail off. He's going to be physical with the ball, without the ball. Look at DeMarcus Robinson. Look at Byron Pringle. Those guys got a lot of snaps for the Chiefs without being as good as Juju is because they did those things. So we would be amiss not to talk about it. Right, now we got to get to the, the slightly less fun part about this just because it's numbers. So Juju Smith-Schuster signs for $10.75 million. The first thing that says is, okay, it's a one-year deal. He's banking on himself to make more going forward. It's a little sad. I'd prefer this to be a three for $33 million deal. deal. You know, that would obviously be a better deal for the Chiefs because you're locking mm-hmm. him in at this low price. He's betting on himself. That's fine. But what this means is Patrick Mahomes' deal, that bonus, that money got... Sh- pushed into a signing bonus. The Chiefs could not make this deal without either getting a Tyree Kill extension done or converting yeah. Mahomes you know, money to that signing bonus. One of those two happened. I have a feeling that that Tyree Kill extension would have been announced by everybody because that's something that everyone sees. The Mahomes mm-hmm. stuff, I don't think you have to see. They won't report it. They don't have to anyway. So this essentially says they converted that money over, which saved $25 million-ish ish dollars From doing this. But when you pay Juju $10.75 million on a one year deal, that takes up roughly half of what you just saved. That money is now preoccupied. Now, it's not a bad thing. It's still a great deal, but the Chiefs don't have a ton of money sitting around now because it's a one year deal. It does take half of what you saved on Mahomes' contract away as soon as you ink that one.
1: Yeah, that that's a really good point, and I know that it probably won't be reported just because it seems like it's expected uh, almost essentially every year is that the Mahomes, uh, the uh, Mahomes negotiation. Connor Christofferson, uh, when when we were at Sports Illustrated, I still think that he he references the article he wrote when that when that piece or when the the piece that he wrote when the contract was announced, uh, just kind of going into all the the details of of how it, how it does. But yeah, I think you make a really good point of, you know, he's only 25. So you would have liked a multi-year deal, especially we've seen a lot of three year deals. Um, this, uh, this free agency period, that's just a signal that the cap is going to go up. I think in three years is really what I, what I think that that's all about. And I, and, and I would have loved to see him for multiple years in Kansas city. um, but but i think you just got to got to take what to, what you can i'm looking at the twitter over here just to just you know so we stay up to date with what's going on chris jones tweeting about it you know uh, patrick mahomes eyeball emojis everyone is it every, seems like the team is loving this deal as well i have i don't think i've seen one negative thing from uh, chiefs kingdom which has been pretty negative as of recent just because of the uh, lack of movement i would say but i think people people are excited about this deal the numbers seem to be as you as you already hit on they seem to be okay um we do wish in more years and you can shift that money a little bit more than you can get another guy right because there's been some there's been some cuts today that i that i've kind of found interesting that the chiefs could kind of find themselves in play for but uh this this free agency cycle has been has been quite the cycle already and it's (laughs) what is it friday of the first week so wow
2: yeah, uh, here was a fun quote. This is this was tweeted out by uh, Taylor Biskiati. It was just on Juju Smith-Schuster about why he chose the Chiefs. I'm going to play with the future Hall, future Hall of Fame quarterback to play with one of the best oh. to ever. Do it. My goal as a player is to win, so I'm going to Kansas City with the hopes to win a Super Bowl. I, this is a lot of the same stuff, that, you know, was probably part of the sales pitch last year as Andy Reid was supposedly sending him pictures of the Lombardi Trophy and everything, trying to recruit <laughs> him. So, but it's just it's nice to see. Before we get out of here. We got to keep in mind here, you know, the Chiefs, are. we're going to say just roughly $15 million under the, or under the cap right now. They have a little bit of money to play with. Not a ton, but a little bit. Tyree Kill's extension should be on deck. You would imagine mm-hmm. that's coming soon. What are one or two moves that you're hoping to see the rest of this free agent period to make you feel really good about the Chiefs going into this next season?
1: I really, I really think that we're we're waiting on that big splash trade from Brad Beach, and and I know I've kind of told you guys this uh, off air, not on camera, but me personally, I don't know if I think that the Chiefs draft thirty this year. So if that's if that's trading their thirty their their thirtieth uh, overall pick for uh, an already proven edge, I think that that's really the area they need to address is that defensive line. Honestly, defensive tackle as well is one of those things. Jaron Reed went and had a visit with the Bengals. Um, so he, I haven't even heard any rumblings about him re signing with the Chiefs. So Melvin Ingram's still out there right now. I know that we all kind of, you guys have a good conversation about kind of how we all expected him to re sign. Uh, but that has been pretty quiet as well. So uh, I know he could, he's a veteran, so I might want to wait until the beginning of, uh, of camp and everything like that. But I think that the chiefs are, I think Brett Veach still has something up his sleeve, big splash trade. Uh now no, no uh, Deshaun Watson type trade there, but I think something to kind of, to either sure up that defensive line um or God forbid trade for a right tackle with pick number 30. Um <laughs> I don't think uh, he'll trade 30 for a right tackle, but I do think that there's going to be, Hopefully another right tackle coming in into Kansas City with all these pass rushers coming into all these AFC West teams. I think you need to kind of shore up that position. But the number one priority right now for me is probably defensive line, and then and then uh, it's probably then corner, and then number two would be <laughs> the right tackle. That's where that's where I'm at
2: for sure. And I think if you go back and watch all of the you know national media guys, they talked about the Chiefs turning over that defensive line over the past, you know, uh, like these past week. That's all it's been about has been the defensive line. The defensive line, well, guess what? There's been no moves. So the next Mm -hmm. big date, you guys want to, I think everybody had this time, you know, 4 p.m. today, 3 p.m. Central marked down because that's when Mahomes, you know, contract had to be announced or this decision had to be made. So this was the time we're waiting for. The next big deadline, same time, 3 p.m. Central on Sunday because that is the time in which Daniil Hunter's roster bonus goes into effect. It's the fifth day of the new league year. It goes into effect right now. The Minnesota Vikings do not have the cap space to get him under it when that goes into effect. And they still want to sign guys like they currently cannot sign anybody if that goes into place. So the Vikings either have to clear a bunch of space. So keep an eye on that over the next couple days. But if not, you're waiting till Sunday. And I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. It's just a lot of things are kind of starting to line up to be a very Brett Veach move to go ahead and trade for Hunter. If not, I don't see a lot of other you know big moves out there in which the Chiefs could go for a defensive line. Maybe it's something I'm not thinking of because I'm with you. I think they're kind of looking at a trade now not a major signing on the defensive line you know you can still sign an eddie goldman you can sign you know uh brandon williams has been with uh colon before yeah. as a nose tackle but those aren't needle movers the way everybody talks about it the chiefs are going to look for a new guy to really take over hunter uh maybe you work out a trade for josh allen if the jaguars really do want to take aiden Hutchinson. i doubt it but maybe it's just like that's the way i'm thinking so sunday 3 p.m central is the time you're looking for but hey I think we need to wrap this up here. It's just a quick little live looking at uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. And here's the big thing. The Chiefs finally got their second move of the uh, offseason. They're talking the one question for you. What's your guys' first dance?
3: Oh,
1: man. It's got to be the classic, you know, the Corvette-Corvette one, right? You know, the the one that put him on the map. I think. Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah, I know exactly what that is.
1: Oh yeah, I know. So uh, appreciate everyone watching uh, and, and and subscribing to KCSN. If you love this content, we're Maddie and I. Maddie and I stay around the computer, man. We are we are always ready to go for when these when this news drops. So we are we stay ready so we don't have to get ready. Thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, make sure to drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Don't miss, uh, don't miss anything we got going here. Go subscribe where you enjoy your podcast too. We, these all come out in podcast form as well if you can't watch the video. So appreciate you guys coming on. And, and Maddie, I appreciate you joining me talking about a little well. bit of Juju Smith Schuster, an exciting move in Kansas City. Chief signed Juju Smith Schuster for one year at 10.75 million dollars so maddie have a great weekend we will see you on monday with the kc lab which will be live on this very channel at six
2: thirty p.m i mean you're pretending time. that they're not going to make another move this weekend That's that throws true. us live talk you like you said always ready Always Stay ready, ready. i thank you everybody
1: we'll, we'll be ready we'll see you
3: the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place